Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at Stay on Target. Let's try that again. You can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com. That's right, John. <laughs> this week, we are talking about Telltale Games. And Telltale the hubbub that went down there. And there's a lot. Yeah. It's a multifaceted story. And multi-day. And like, yeah. Like, I feel like this was something, oh, we'll get into it later. But I feel like this was a story that like came out like on Friday over the weekend and it was it like, did. wait, what? Yeah. It, and then like it, over the weekend, like different other layers are peeled back to it. I was trying like, to, like, I mean, you know, we need to look before we report on it, but like, uh, did it, it did happen on last Friday, correct? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because like I was originally, well, it was um, uh, so today's Thursday, so when, yesterday, Wednesday, I was sitting there like, and I was again reading more like stuff about it, and I'm like, how long has this been going on? This mm-hmm. has been like a good like five days worth of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like every single day, which just kind of shows like how wild that situation yeah. is, yeah. was, and how like. It, I don't know. My initial thought was like, how did, like, why and how did somebody hide how bad it was for so well, long that, like, you got to this point? Yeah, so, we, can anyway. get, we can get into that. There yeah. are reasons, apparently. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about all that. Um, so, John, what have you been up to? We're also going to do some news. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, well, this week I have p- finished Spider Man's nice. main story. So. I haven't, mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so right. we can't That's right. review it yet. That's right. But yes, no, thumbs up, thumbs down. I enjoyed it a lot. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. It's amazing. Definitely, I, I, I'm still loving it. Unless, unless like you know they come on and do something terrible, I'm gonna love this game. I mean, like. Yeah, it's it's a really good game. I think for me, like it took me a minute to get into it, and even like at the point last week that I was at, like there's things that happen along the way, like between where I was last week and where I'm at now, where it's like it took what I thought was the game, and then like took a left turn and was like, oh, yeah, this is even better, you know. So yeah. it's like, and that's like the the progression that you generally want. Like I don't want to know what the game, especially like a single player narrative driven game. Like I don't want to know what the play the game the back half of the game is going to look like within the first like few sure. hours definitely, so definitely you know um yeah i mean i'm i'm really enjoying it this is one of my favorite games in a while like um i, I don't know i'm trying to think like some there's just these touchstone games probably my favorite game since titanfall 2 what's blowing in terms of fun yeah what's blowing my mind chris mm. Is that this year, and I was saying to you earlier, like this year has been fantastic for games. For mm-hmm. me anyway, so far. Like mm-hmm. games that have connected with like with my like my tastes, what I like, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like I and I realized like last year was sort of similar. It was like, oh man, like there's lots of these small indie games that I really like enjoy and connecting and that sort of thing. But like this year specifically, well, it's last like, year had Breath of the Wild, right? Mario Odyssey. Right. And then, like, but then it's, like, continued on, like, where it's, like, oh, there's Celeste, like, was early in the year, then we have this big God of War game, and then we have this game, and it's, like, man, it's, like, the hits keep coming, Chris. It's, like, are we living in the best time for games? Because, like, I, like... Possibly, probably, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to say yes, and this is why. Because if you want the newer games, you've got them. These are, you know, AAA. Yeah. uh, Like, people at the top, developers at the top of their game making games for you. Mm Mm-hmm. But you also have things like the NES Classic, mm-hmm. and you can go back and play the classics. It's true. You have the SNES Classic. 
you have now the coming out the PlayStation <laughs> Classic. Um, yeah, which we talked about last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, th- I feel like wasn't there some kind of like Mega Drive like classic thing? There that came was, out last year but it wasn't that great. Like all the reviews came out and it was like, oh, it's really strange. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, okay. I'll tell you the one. Sounds they, like the story of, of of Sega and hardware. I'll tell you the uh, um, the one that I'd love. I think they should come out with a uh, Sega Saturn classic. Ooh, those are, there's some obscure games on there. That's right. That I think uh, would be good playing. I think like again. the biggest thing, and honestly, like this is what makes me skeptical of like a like the Sony like. Obviously, Sony's got a lot of first-party games, like so the PlayStation Classic or whatever. Like that one, it's awesome. But like more specifically, like an N64 Classic, like yes. is licensing. Yeah. Like like so many third-party games are like who knows? Like there's a lot of Midway games that were really good on the uh, on like yeah, the, Midway the doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they don't exist anymore. So it's like you who can't, has the rights to them? Yeah. It's like where does that fall? Like yeah. I don't even know if the original code exists out there anywhere. So I mean, it's like there's certain certain classic consoles where it's like ooh. Can you really do that console, like twenty games on that console, without dipping into like some of these like uh, weird licensing issues? Yeah, so. and I'm sure the original. I mean, I'm sure someone has a cart out there, and you can pull the code off of that. Yeah, like that's the problem, though. That's 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 something that, like, I think as a as an industry, um, there are groups trying to figure out. Well, like, how do you preserve video games? How do yeah. you preserve? How do you preserve? Uh, like, you know, games that are digital only digital downloads that yeah. like you you're not buying you're not buying the game you're buying a license to play the game and if the yeah. developer goes under or like right now like telltale they're the fourth season of the walking dead is pulled off stores you cannot buy it you can't buy it or download it and so like well what happened to that two episodes were released is that gone forever yeah. you know it's those types of things it's like man that's kind of like i mean it's a uh, art it, it's it's weird thinking about like something like uh a book like Lord of the Rings or mm-hmm. something like just disappearing and never being able to access it again. Yeah, yeah that yeah. could theoretically happen with games. With some of the like, the, okay, so the biggest one that I can think of off the top of my head, like the one that I'm like, I kick myself that I don't own it, is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, like that game, that game on uh, Xbox 360. Yeah, um, that arcade game is only download. Like, there's no physical copies out there in the world of yeah. it, and. It doesn't exist anymore. The license expired for the developers, so they had to like, hey, pull pull it down off of the uh, the 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 storefronts. So like, you can't buy that new. But if you already own it, can you? I don't know. Like, so I already own it. I haven't checked to see if I could re-download it. I think in in a lot of cases you can. Like, for instance, like with Forza Horizon, like those games. But I don't like. Someone has to make that available. Like that has to be sitting somewhere on a server somewhere to be downloaded. Right. Wow. Mm. Like, and that has to be in the contract. I would have like, mm-hmm. yeah, would have had to have like thought because I think it had like license. It was a movie license, book license, or whatever. But I think mm-hmm. it also had licensed music in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have to have the fourth site on the front end to say right into the contract if people already purchased this that yeah. they can keep re-downloading it. I mean, if it's no, I, I need it makes me want to go check right now. Yeah. PT is, is another one. PT, that's gone. Yeah. Like, and I, I need to check and see if that makes you think. I had PT downloaded mm-hmm. too. And then um You've upgraded to I've the upgraded Pro. The now. Pro. I wonder if whenever I transferred everything to, over to the Pro, if PT came with it. It should have. I can't imagine that like it should be like a one to one. Yeah, it should because it was just I just went console to console. Right. I didn't like re download anything. Right. Yeah. Um 
Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Re- think it's about that, though. Yeah. Well, and, like, I also think about, like, <laughs> we've talked about before Destiny, where it's, like, they changed out a voice actor yeah. on, on, on things. Where it's, like, or even, like, wow, like, they've only just recently had, like, things, like, in, in recently, I say in the last couple of few years or so, they've had, like, oh, now you can play the old missions yeah. again, you old, know? Cla- and, like, yeah, classic server. Yeah. Basically. And so, like, and where, like, people would pirate those servers, like, and do that themselves. And then they, so they put, they shut down all of those, but then they were, like, now they've provided those, yeah. like, those, basically those now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Vanilla Destiny, you can yeah. never go back to. Vanilla Destiny 2, you can never go back to. Yeah. Um, and now, like, with those, it's like, well, why would I? But, <laughs> like, the thing, I think the argument you get into is, you know, people may say, well, like, well, who who, who cares about a game that maybe, you know, like, didn't do well, perform mm-hmm. well, whatever. But think about the the movies and books that, like, sat there. The Hobbit sat there for years. Mm-hmm. And only really became popular after J.R.R. Tolkien died. Mm-hmm. Like, and The Lord of the Rings was already written. Like, none mm-hmm. of that, like, blew up mm-hmm. until after. So, like, you know, like, yeah, there, there are, like, probably games out there with cult followings or, like, they're not super popular. But, like, hey, in you know, 10, 20 years, we may be like, that game is the best game. Biggest game in the world, Fortnite. Who knows? Like, I, like the first version of Fortnite that I played, yeah, yeah. like, I, I, there's no way to access that. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. now we've got the new season. We've got the floating islands. That island will never not float anymore. You know, it's like I, I can't go load into season five of, right. uh, of Fortnite and, and relive like, it. To an you extent, know? I like that. But, like, yeah. it would be cool, like, to select. I mean, you fracture your player base. Like, there's just, like, yeah. oh, so many reasons not to. Well, but, then, you know, but, like, I, I, it's just a complex issue. And this is, like, from a just a preservationist, like, a historian's yeah. perspective of, like, oh, let's let's archive it. And, like, you yeah. know, like, sure, nobody wants to see this anymore. Like, nobody wants to play this thing. But at least we know it's locked up in a, in a server somewhere. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, like, we nobody wants to, to see the, those books, like, or whatever. But it's, it's in a library. It's in, a, like, a museum somewhere yeah. under glass. Like, we're not going to yeah. use the Gutenberg Bible, like, as a functional bible anymore but it's like yeah, yeah you can go look at it if you want to there were um you know <laughs> yeah there's something i mean it makes me think of there's something i was reading and we think we consider this a tra- tragedy um there was a uh, museum in uh i think it was brazil um a couple of weeks ago that uh caught on fire mm-hmm. and like everything burned and it had like prehistoric uh, like dinosaur bones in there and, and works of art and oddly enough, like they had just applied for like some kind of grant to upgrade the fire uh, protection, the sprinkler, but basically put in a sprinkler system in this place, uh, like the week of the the fire or a week before or something like that. Um, you know, it's just things like that. It's like, well, that's all gone now, and that's yeah. I mean, we that's a that's a tragedy. Like mm-hmm. that's uh, a loss for your culture, for your country, for the world. Um, I. Think the same is true of like games like Scott Pilgrim. I, mean, they're phenom- I love that game. Yeah, it's we, such a good we, game. We played through that game. Oh together, yeah, we didn't beat we? that game. Yeah, uh, Couch Co-op. We beat that game. Yeah, so good. Um, the music is amazing. The, yeah. like it's a brawler. Yeah, but it's like got these other powers and it. stuff to it. It's so cool. Yeah, um, but, like okay, the fact that that's gone, that's also a, a tragedy. It's like, well, yep, it's a bummer. But hey, life goes on. <laughs> We've got Spider-Man now, Chris. That's true. We do have Spider-Man. We move on to new things. <laughs> and he's going to save the world. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so like that's really all I've been up to. I've been up to that and like just a little bit of Fortnite, but I'm excited about season six, which we'll talk about in a bit. Ooh. Yeah, that's um, really all I've been up to. I love it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we have exciting lives. 
Yes, but somehow we've turned that into eleven minutes or twelve minutes of uh, of, of chatting about this. So you I know. mean, yeah, yeah. So Chris, mm. is it time for the news? First news item, Chris. You've been phrasing that as a question the last few episodes. Oh yeah. But we never answer oh. the question. <laughs> you say, Chris, is it time for? And then we scream the news, and no one ever says why. Yes. It is time for, See, indeed, it is time for the news. I anticipate that the listener, oh, wherever is, is they're answering at, answering the question, says yes, it's time for the news. Yeah. Like, here you go, it's time for the news, is it time for the news? And then they go, they scream, yes! Like, they're like the third thing, you know? It's like, the news, the news, yes. <laughs> Sweet. So, tweet at us, tell us if you answer that question each of these weeks. That's so ridiculous. All right, so Chris... First thing, we just alluded to it, season yeah. six of yep. Fortnite. Yep. This game is a moving right along. It's just rolling along. And uh, last month, I uh, see if you can pull up this number. Ooh. They hit their largest player base ever. Um, I think it was it was either concurrent. I think it was concurrent. Their, their largest like number of players on concurrently. It was an obscene number. Um, they hit it last month in August. So, like, I mean, the Fortnite train is... Uh, Still rolling. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Um, the new season. Monthly player count. Monthly player, player count. Of uh, 78 progress. million players. That's insane. Yeah. That's just utterly insane. That is uh, so many people. So many people. <laughs> um, uh, the new season introduces, like, I love how, like, the new seasons introduce new things. And, it, like, the thing with Fortnite is, like, it's never anything, like, super mind-blowing but no. it's just like that's actually cool so like this time there's pets yeah like who knew pets were something i wanted but they are pets you know? that are in your backpack uh-huh. and then they react yes. to things that you do it's insane like that is a, a level of like oh my goodness i'm gonna be running around this island with a <laughs> with a little furry buddy yep or scaly buddy yeah. depending on uh you know what pet you decide I mean, it's, on it's funny like i and i do like the way like, i think we should do like a we should do a, a show on uh pets and video games at some point Ooh, because yeah. you know you think about pets and video games like my mind honestly for some reason always goes to uh, like Final Fantasy fourteen hmm. and the the pets you can have in Interesting. that. Interesting. I don't know why, but my it does. mind immediately went to uh, Fable. Fable. The dog. Pets in there. Yeah. Or Call of Duty. The dog in that. I mean, yes, that was, there was the name Riley. Dog of Duty. That's right. All right. I so I was um <laughs> I was looking through my my closet uh, earlier this week. I just randomly looked through my closets. And uh, I found a bunch of posters I had rolled up. See D. I'm going to go look through look the closets. Closet. Going to take my weekly sojourn walking through the closets. Um, Makes and, it sound like your closets are like I know. <laughs> the freaking uh, Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not. Claws just, around back there, stumbles into Narnia. I've been trying to like clean out one of my rooms in my house, and I hadn't seen that closet in a while, so I was going through <laughs> it. So Narnia could have been in there, oh, as far yeah, as you knew. As far as I know. I, I you know. Listen, listener, if you haven't checked your closets in a while, just think, Narnia, it could be there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I read this recently. Uh, <laughs> these are so many rabbit trails right now. Or like heard this recently. I, so I can't attribute This is not my original thought. Okay. But I cannot attribute it to a specific thing. Okay. So let's just lay that out there. But someone was uh, made the comment, it's kind of a, a bummer, kind of sad that like the kids go into Narnia they live these really rich lives, become adults, like 
have these huge lights and then they go back through the wardrobe and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're kids again. Yeah. And well, then like all that all that life experience doesn't matter. Yep. But on that note, there's an episode of Star versus the Forces of Evil, which is like seriously one of my <laughs> favorite shows. Anyway, but there's an episode where um there's dimensional scissors where like, oh, I can go travel from dimension to dimension with these dimensional scissors. Anyway, and one of the characters like borrows the dimensional scissors, abuses them. The person who created the dimensional scissors comes and takes them away from him. And he's like, I'm going to earn those back. And she's like, it'll take forever to earn those back. And he's like, I'm going to do it anyway. So it, he goes through all these trials. Like it becomes this like big, you know, motorcycle or dragon cycle riding dude. And, uh, with, with abs and he's gigantic adult and then uh, same thing happens where, like, whenever he goes back to the other dimension, he's, like, himself again, just a normal, like, kid. It's, like, yeah. he's so bummed at the end. I mean, I never thought about it until now. He, like, like, reaches over to his burger that he had before, like, that he was, like, went on this journey. And he goes, huh, still warm. <laughs> and he takes a bite. <laughs> I mean, I don't, like, I think, I guess it's just, like, whenever you're a kid and you read that, you like, you don't really understand the yeah. meaning and the life experience you gain as you become an adult and grow older. Yeah. And like the, what it would feel like to lose that or like at least lose the perception of that. Yeah. You know, you're talking to somebody and you know you have all these experiences, but mm-hmm. they think you're a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be weird. It's a weird interaction. Like I'm older than this person. Yeah. But then again, it's like, well, but what am I? I'm not. But are you? Yeah. <sighs> See so if loose, man. It's twisty. That's right. That's um, right. Okay. Hang on. How do we get down that road? You found Closets. something in your closet, Chris. It was a Call of Duty Ghosts poster that was huge. Oh, nice. I, I think I got when I pre-ordered it, maybe. I don't know. But, like, I'm like, man, I need to frame this and hang this up. Like, Nice. I mean, it's not the best game, um, but I, like, I don't, I actually enjoyed it. I, th- like, I thought, like, it's, it's Infinity Ward, like, after they kind of, like, hit their peak with uh, Modern Warfare. I think Modern Warfare 2 was, yeah, their best one. We agree on that. We agree on that. Three was still really good. Like yep. I say, like if Modern Warfare Two is a ten out of ten, uh, three was like a nine point five. Out I of would 10. say like three was a satisfying ending to that story for sure. Like and, and that's and, and that's literally like whenever you reach that point in my mind, like that's all you can really do. And their multiplayer was good. Yeah, and I actually liked Ghosts like multiplayer a lot. Yeah, like, it was, it good. was different. Really and, strategic. Really play the angles. Yeah, like it was it's, a lot slower. Yeah. Um, than we were used to, but I liked it. Um, and the story was okay. Like, yeah. it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, like, mind-blowing. And I yeah. think that's kind of, like, what made people not like it. Favorite gun in that game, I think, was the MK-14 or something like yeah, that. It's, yeah, like, yeah. a single shot, like, like and I, I put still a remember a lot it. of those awesome, maps good. really, really well. Agreed. Um, I still remember a lot of the angles on those maps well, really, really, really well. And, and they, I think they did a pretty good job of, like, uh, balancing out the spawns in that game. Yeah. Like, even, you know, in the most recent one, the beta we played for Black Ops 4, mm-hmm. you know, there's just people spawning behind you, like right up, right mm-hmm. on you, yeah. literally on you. Like, and I think that um, they got the spawns, like you could flip a spawn if you snuck around, but like mm-hmm. other than that, you're not really getting like behind their lines right. in ghosts. Um, and I actually liked that. Yeah, like it had to be a concerted effort of like, hey, I'm going to flip the spawns exactly. rather than like you just kind of stumble in and you're like, hey, I'm in their hey, spawn, ghost. you yeah. know? <laughs> And uh, and Black Ops has kind of always been like that. You think yeah. of like you know the, the everyone's favorite map is Nuketown. Like what is what are you doing there constantly? Just flip the swan, spawns. So I get it. But um, anyway, I found that huge poster and awesome. uh, I need to put that up. 
Pets and video games. That's pets how we got there. And video games. That's right. Okay, so Fortnite <laughs> season six though has some pretty cool pets. The only yeah. thing like I, I was like, okay, so they have the dragon. Uh huh. They have a gecko. Uh huh. No, and, it's a chameleon. Well, okay, it's a chameleon. Yeah. Just, you're 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 like. Well, they specifically call it a chameleon, and I like. I wonder if it's going to change colors depending on your environment. Well, I think you can get different colors of it though throughout the battle pass, right? I don't think the chameleon you oh, get different skins for. You get different skins for the dog and the okay. dragon. That could be cool. Anyway. I don't know for sure. I haven't played it enough to find out. I'm going to name him Pascal after the uh, the chameleon in mm. uh, Disney's movie Tangled. Because mm. he's a chameleon there. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, those, be, the, the big a, miss here, Chris. A spy. I would want my, my code, my secret. Like, everyone just calls me the chameleon. The chameleon. Oh, oh that's good. Blend into that's my good. environments. Feel like uh, I feel like about Robert Ludlum, writer of uh, the Born yeah. Identity. Yes, probably has a character that's a great code genre. named the Chameleon. The chameleon. Um, I feel like it's that first person that died in uh, like the first assassin <laughs> that came after. <laughs> Not a very good Chameleon. <laughs> I don't know. It was the knife guy <laughs> <laughs> that he that he beat with the phone book. Um, that's a I need to wa- rewatch those movies, man. I know. Oh my gosh! And the books are fantastic. They're completely different than the movies, but yeah. they're fantastic as well. Um, the uh, I the big miss here is a parrot. Like I wish there was like mm. a bird, like some some sort of like a real not not. I mean, obviously a dragon. It's like a dragon is it a type of bird? I don't know, but <laughs> it's I don't know. I just wish there was like a bird. I mean, but then again, I wait for that. Uh, well, this is the thing. Number one, give like, me a pirate skin for Halloween with a bird pet. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to see like a cat or, you know, like, but yeah. I think like uh, we'll probably see some pets in the store. That's true. Over the course of the season. That's true. I, w- I wish they would come back out. You know, they had that like one um, backpack. I, th- I think, think I bought it. It was like you bought it and you got three different backpacks in one purchase. Oh, wow. um, and it was like, it was really cool. That's I awesome. I wish they would do that that kind of combo pack again. That could be cool. That'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but then why would you like sell one skin that can be three whenever you can just sell three skins? True. Speaking of today, mm. I missed. I've been waiting on the uh, Triceratops skin yeah. to come back around. Yeah, I saw it was available today. Yep. Forgot to purchase it before seven p.m. Yep. I have the V Bucks on my account as well from all the battle passes and all the like whatever, and just completely didn't do it. Just gonna have to save it up. Yep. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So in the new season. Uh, they have added new items, so that some new toys, some some music. We think it's for maybe for the loading screen. I yeah. don't know. Uh, new locations, uh, Loot Lake, the island of Loot Lake is floating. Maybe it's going to travel around the map. Don't really know. There's a weird thing that happened earlier with the map. That's right. Where it looked like it was moving around, but yep. it really wasn't. So we'll see. Uh, there's a new like haunted mansion. There's yep. a new bunker underneath um, Wailing Woods. Uh, the every time you see Haunted Mansion, it makes me think of the uh, the Haunted Mansion soundtrack. Yeah, and I don't, I actually don't think it's called Haunted, I think it's like the official name is Haunted Castle, yeah, because like it's almost looking like a Dracula's castle up there on the yeah, mountain. Yeah. It's so cool, it's over by the Haunted Hills, very cool. Um, it's haunted either way, it is in fact haunted 100% haunted. Uh, <laughs> I was in there, saw a ghost, haunted, haunted, yes. Um, I recently watched the Star Trek Voyager mm-hmm. where Janeway is basically a ghost oh yeah like well or like she thinks she's a ghost yeah it's like an alien like being is in her frontal cortex right that right anyway um that was pretty cool yeah i like that kind of stuff i love whenever sci-fi gets also like additionally gets gets like creepy like it's like ooh, this is yeah this is uh spooky as well you know i mean i actually i mean this is the third season of voyager Mm -hmm. like 
Um, the first two seasons, if we're just going to be completely honest, while I enjoyed them, they were literally probably the same four episodes over and over again, like basic plot points. Yeah. We're like, oh, hey, we wanted to do, like, cool, we're investigating this part of space. Oh, no, we're stuck. Yeah. Cool. Hey, uh, this person, uh, um, we uh, we brought this person on board. And, oh, no, they're telepathically influencing everything. Or, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, yeah. all the, f- no, no. It's the same storyline totally over and over again. Yeah, well, and it's like, and it's like, it's the same plot points, but it's like, yo, you get to the end different ways. Like, yeah. and in some ways like it's 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 bad like in some ways you're like like oh this is kind of boring yeah. but in other ways you're like yeah but like these characters like you learn more about them through each of these exactly. scenarios and that's the part of it like i i yeah. loved so well and like and i don't know if it's just because like at this point i find them exasperating a little bit yeah like but whenever there's like an episode then like clearly this is neelix's episode and it's mm. all about him and i was like oh gosh you yeah. know like it's okay that's i just have to power through <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, like, I think it's just from it's this television from a different era. It is, you know. It is. I also think about like the first season, maybe the first two seasons of of uh, Next Generation are that way too. Yeah, like we're honestly like a Next Generation, like they changed showrunners after like a certain point, and that's whenever it got good. It was like, oh, they have the like a person like the main showrunner like doing it, and it's like, oh, let's get them out of there, and then oh, now it's good all of a sudden, you yeah, know. Yeah. And that's also whenever uh, like Beverly Crusher came back, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's good again, yeah, like it's yeah, good now. Yeah. Um, whereas it's like very rough in the very beginning. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if we talked about like on the show that uh, Captain Picard is getting his own series. I think series. you were gone for whatever oh, episode that, that okay. was, but dude. I am so excited about that. Yes. Mm. I know. 100%. Um, so we were talking about the haunt. Oh, Fortnite map. We're going to get through yep. this. I promise. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there's there's those new locations, the, like, hero and villain layers that were there from two seasons ago. I guess that's, what, season four? Yes. Um, they are starting to decay, and they're kind of falling apart now. They removed no some guns. Heroes. They removed um, the light machine gun, RIP, one of my favorite guns. Um, they removed the suppressed SMG uh, they removed C4, and they removed one other gun that was pretty in- inconsequential. C4 was one of my favorite things, too. Um, I could never figure the mechanics of it out, if, if we're being 100% honest. Well, you throw with your right trigger, and you blow up with your left. Yeah, I could never figure that out. Okay, so the way I would do it is if there was an option of, of landing on uh, a gun or a chest, or C4, I would always land on the C4. Really? Because wow. then I would literally just grab it, throw it everywhere, throw, like, throw, 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 blow everyone up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had someone last night, so I was playing, like, you know, it was the last night of the last season, um, and uh, I was just, like, one of the, you know, finish up one you of the challenges. shut it down like you yeah. do, you know? Exactly, yeah, you want to close the place down. Um, and I landed, uh, I can't remember, I think I was in Wailing Woods, and I landed, and I grabbed a gun, and then some guy had done what you just described and grabbed C4 and just thrown it all at me. Yeah. And he, like, tried to blow me up, and I had, like, it didn't kill me. So I just shot him in the face, <laughs> and he died. See, that's the thing. You got to really, yeah, you got to be sure, man. It's like, wait until you see the whites of their eyes, you know, <laughs> and then you pull the trigger. <laughs> that's really funny. Um I love like I love those situations where like you drop right next to somebody and you're like oh, oh yeah. hello yeah you drop right next to somebody and it's like it's like a panic rush to the <laughs> so sometimes you know like you'll both run out of gun and yeah. like you know one of you will grab that and one of you grabs the bullets and you're like oh no <laughs> this is bad this is bad <laughs> I have had situations where like all of a sudden like I'll get the shotgun or whatever and then somebody will just 
like decide, well, I'm going to lose anyway. I'm just going to go oh, yeah. after you with my pickaxe yeah, and yeah. they'll win. Oh, like yeah. I've had people like completely, like I've just like completely jump around like enough to where I'm like, I can't hit you. I mean, it's, it's one of those scenarios. It's like, you know, in baseball, you like always run hard to first. Yeah. Just in case something happens. <laughs> You know, it's, it's just that. in case somebody can't hit the mark exactly. with, with what they're doing, you right? Know? I mean, you, yeah. sometimes you just throw it into the dugout. Yeah, that's that's right. the that's the equivalent of missing someone pickaxing <laughs> you to death with a shotgun. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I'm excited for the season. I'm in on the battle pass. It's I, I also like feel like I may not get to the top. There's so many games they're going to be dropping. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm okay not getting to the top. Like I just had the V Bucks there from last season anyway, and. Yeah. I'm going to get enough enjoyment out of it like on my Switch like on the go cuz sure. like the games that are coming out are on my console like are like so just laying it out there we've got like the Forza Horizon 4 coming out this week. Yep. Or and next week. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be playing that on like Tuesday. like crazy, you Right, know? it's Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um and then uh and then later this month we've got Red Dead or uh, October we've got Red Dead. Um wait, when is Call of Duty? Isn't Call of Duty between now and then? It probably is as well. Or, hang on. We need to look at that. It probably is because I'm gonna. I mean, I don't, are you picking that up? I'm picking that up. I Maybe. don't have a pre-order at the moment, but I, I I plan on picking it up. Like I've always thought, like, hey, that game is gonna happen. Like that game in, will enter my collection. I'm just not sure um, how and when I will pick it up. It'll probably be one of those things. Like on the night it releases, I'll be like, oh yeah, of course, I'm here. I'm available. Do we not have that in our calendar? I don't know if it's in the calendar because <gasps> I'm not seeing it. Oh wait, hang on. I saw it for a second. It does exist. They do exist. It's that. Yeah, yeah. October 12th. So that's, I mean, that's in a... It's very soon. It's like two weeks. It's 10 days after Forza Horizon 4 releases, so... um, That doesn't help me at all. No. October 12th. So, yeah, it's uh, not next week. Not next Friday, but the following Friday. That's wild, man. And then two two weeks later, I feel like that one will be like an impulse purchase for me. I feel like I'm, for the the Call of Duty Black Ops Four, it'll be just like I want to play it now. Download, I'm you not, know. I'm real excited about that game, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean the thing is like right now, um, single player gaming is like where where I where I'm at with like Des and stuff. Like just like oh, yeah. I can't really like yeah, yeah, get on the that. mic with people like right now and like chat while he's like sleeping on my chest where, yeah. but where it's like oh but i've got spider-man swinging around the city he loves spider-man you i know? mean but like the mattresses are shorter than fortnite very true yeah very true and like um that's where i've run into issues with like fortnite before where it's like oh man i'm like i mean some of those matches can last 20, like minutes, 20 minutes into yeah. a match and like he's like it's like oh he's totally probably gonna wake up here in a second you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah um so yeah the new season of Fortnite. If you were going to rate season five. Ah, that's right. What would you rate it? Now that it's completed. Yeah. It's done. It's over. Yeah. I rate it a solid 8.5. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to give it more like a 7.5. Yeah. Just because like um, uh, season four with the rocket launch and all that kind of stuff, like it really impressed very, me. It was very, very dynamic. It was also very, like they built up the tension a lot more with televisions, like counting down and stuff. Like, I oh mean, yeah. And I feel like, yeah, that's like the high mark. Well, and that was me. like the beginning of like, okay, well, you know, like we didn't know what they were going to do or that right. they could do thing, things like that. Right. And I know that, you know, sure. Season five was full of 
live events technically because it's like the cube moved every 30, 30, 30 minutes but so. like honestly that was just boring as all get out like, yeah and then also like for me i'm also thinking about it in terms of like oh the season skins or like the season like what did they what did yeah. they introduce yeah as far as like gameplay wise because they like have the grappling hook that thing's really cool yeah there's a lot of things that they introduced i feel like in that season that bring it up in my mind whereas like season four it was literally all like the same kind of mechanics basically and then um then basically there's these big dynamic, like dynamic thing, you know, the buildup and then the dynamic event. So yeah. I don't know, like it's, uh, the, from an in-game item perspective, um, and then cosmetics perspective, I feel like this season, uh, this past season was better than any of the ones that have come before. Yeah. I agree with that. But I also like, again, I, the high mark as far as seasons go is season four. Yeah. So. Well, and, and like the cool thing that like looking at this season now, um, the, uh, the, cosmetic items in the battle pass i think like are the mic my favorite and this is the thing i I love is a lot of this stuff kind of like looks like it's kind of like halloween influenced let's say that yeah yeah. necessarily halloween themed yeah but halloween influenced and there's like a there's like a pumpkin stream and there's like oh there's a vampire thing and obviously like we just talked about like the uh the vampire castle or whatever in haunted hills so i mean like it's it's yeah i think it's there um and i love this time of year like halloween is like probably like yeah one of, like second favorite holiday. Well, and again, I love the fact that you know they they not only have has Fortnite leaned into just like different biomes and stuff like that, which is like something that um, it sets them apart from like PUBG's maps. I think mm-hmm. you know, like in PUBG's maps, you don't have like uh, a whole lot of variety um, in terms of terrain across mm-hmm. the map. You have different maps that have different terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they've also like taken different themes. So you have the big Viking ship on top of that mountain. Yeah. You have the now the big vampire castle on yeah. top of that mountain. You had the superhero thing. So like it was it's kind of cool to see them like dive into these just different themes mm-hmm. in, in different areas of the map. That was like, why in the world would you have a Viking ship on the top of a mountain? I don't know, just because it's crazy and cool. Like, also, because God of War came out around the same time that that like yeah was I mean, there. Like, because like yeah. one of, some of the items look like the, like the Valkyrie skin. Yeah, straight up pulled from uh pulled from God of War for sure. I mean, and they're definitely and that, but that makes it more fun. I agree. It's just referencing things and you know? it's super cool because like I just played that game, so why wouldn't I want the like yeah. the Ragnarok skin in this? Like, yeah. that's amazing. Well, you know? Ragnarok is you know referencing you know like Norse uh, mythology, North mythology, but like also uh uh. uh Thor and the Marvel stuff. Right. And they had that partnership with like um uh Marvel for Thanos. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. See, I'm connecting the dots. You are connecting this all the dots. I'm like, I'm like Charlie Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you're about to whip out the uh thumbtacks and uh yeah. and yarn, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um also in the news is also Fortnite related, uh, but also not Fortnite related. Sony ah. has finally caved, Chris. And they've allowed crossplay between Sony platforms and other consoles. Because yes. previously they had only limited that to crossplay between PC and mobile and then PS4. So now anyone who has a PS4 friend, somebody who was locked, previously locked out of playing with, um, you can now play with them. And this is uh, like, yeah. The, the statement that they have is I, I, is very interesting in that um, it's like, oh, it goes goes through all of the uh, like all of the reasons why. And it's like, oh, of course, everyone knew that this was, was going to happen, so, you know? I, like, number one, I, I, I love the fact that this has happened because it's um, something that we've been, like the fans have been crying out yeah. for yeah. for a while. 
Um, and it's, I love that. It's just, I, I honestly like didn't think this was going to happen. If we're being 100% honest, I thought that like, yeah, Sony's just going to do the thing. Yeah. They're going to, but Hey, our outcry, outcry worked like enough fans complained <laughs> and probably Sony's like, Hey, we need a, yeah, they're probably this. looking at the numbers as well, you know, where it's like, oh boy. Oh, and I'm sure, like, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I bet Epic had something to do with this because, like, Epic has the numbers on who's playing on what platforms, mm-hmm. and they're able to look at and say, hey, we have all these players on Switch and Xbox and mobile on PC, and then we have you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. here's your player base compared to these. Wouldn't it be great if you were like, and so you can like kind of put some pressure on them that way. Right. And say, hey, you would have more people playing your platform if they could play on their Switch too. Yeah. Or whatnot. Where I had originally thought this would land like was like, okay, well maybe in the future they allow like some form of cross progression of like, okay, so you're not maybe, or maybe just even like the simplest solution would have been letting anybody who had linked their uh, Epic account to their PlayStation, just letting them unlink it. Yeah. Like that was like the the simplest solution. But you know, this is like, oh no, we're gonna give you everything you asked yeah. for, which is which is amazing. Yeah. Um I don't want to like I mean it's great. Like the thing that like yeah. I want to avoid is being like Sony's so cool for doing this. No, no they're they're doing what they should have done in the first place. Right. Well, so so here we go. So the uh, <laughs> statement from John Codera uh, on the PlayStation blog was, uh, quote, following a comprehensive evaluation process, SIE has identified a path towards supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. We recognize that PS4 players have been eagerly awaiting an update, and we appreciate the community's continued patience as we have navigated through this issue to find a solution. Like, it's just like, what was the solution was just say yes. Yes, because that all that called BS on all that. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because for a second, if you remember back, uh-huh. there was crossplay between PS4, yeah. which means it's not on Sony's end. Well, and then Rocket And if League, I go home right now and I turn on my PS4 yeah. and I don't have to update it, yeah. There's it's all up like if they just said, "Hey Epic, uh let's do crossplay now." Yeah. They could have done it. Yeah. Like Rocket League, they've said before, like, hey, we're, yeah, we're basically like, yeah, somebody asked, like, how long would it take for you to implement crossplay if somebody okayed it? And they're like, we could do it within the hour, just flip a switch. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we let people play with each other. It's just like, Sony, quit, Mm. like, you know, number one, it's kind of like you're the fire department. You know, there's always the whole, like, well, the fire department guy, the fireman sets the fire and then he's the hero. This is not even that situation. This is, there's a fire. The, I hope that's not. I mean, that's the firemen ignore yeah. the fire. Everyone's like, well, "What about this fire?" Like, we can't do anything. <laughs> We're real sorry about the fire. It's burning down the whole village, but we can't do anything. Wait a minute. We think we figured it out. Everyone, everyone, love us. We're gonna put out the fire. <laughs> Like, well, yeah. that's, you should have done it in the first place. Yeah. I mean, and then they're, they're calling this like a quote unquote beta test with Fortnite, and then they're looking for a path forward. I'm, I'm summarizing a path forward for other developers that want to implement this. Like I, Rocket League. I, I, or like, I literally think they're looking at, like, they're probably looking at like player data to be like, hey, does yeah. this boost our player 
number on PlayStation? Yeah. If so, let's do it. You know. Well, you think about like even um, like Rocket League, like they're implementing like their Rocket Pass, and they're like they've obviously they have the the uh, microtransactions and things like that that like help monetize that 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 game. Right. But like it, so it's like it's dirt cheap on a lot of platforms all the time. Like if if you haven't bought Rocket League yet, it's like oh just wait a little while on whatever platform you want to buy it on, and it'll it'll go on sale. Well, and that's like again, yeah, I hadn't thought about the. Uh, that side of the things like Epic can also go to Sony be like, Hey, maybe you have people with multiple, like me, maybe you have people with multiple platforms who have two accounts and they have one that they play on Xbox and maybe mobile. Like if you have like, it, the thing is mobile being able to, to work with Xbox that automatically gives like Microsoft the upper hand. Cause there's two places now you can play for, with your account. Um, go to Sony and be like, Hey, because they can, cross play on these two accounts they're spending more money over here because they don't want to invest in something that's walled content that's walled off yeah only on the sony ecosystem they'd yeah. rather play on their switch and their mobile or mm-hmm. xbox and their mobile yeah, or, or switch in my xbox and, yeah or xbox you know whatever it is yeah it's like because i i didn't buy anything on i i, I play it i played it with friends a couple times mm-hmm. but i'm not buying the battle pass over there no i'm not purchasing any skins over there right it's a waste of money Right. And so, like, I mean, the, Sony's probably looking at, okay, does this boost our player count? Does this boost boost the revenue that mm-hmm. people are going to spend on the in-game items? Yeah. You know? What's funny is, like, the, the end of this, he says, uh, quote, this represents a major policy change for SIE, and we are now pl- in the planning process and uh, across the organization to support this change. We'll update the community once we have more details to share, uh, including more specifics regarding beta time frame and what this means for other titles going forward. Um, and so, like, that means that it's like, okay, Rocket League, they said, oh, we can flip a switch. I don't think that that, like, they haven't okayed that yet. Um, right. But it's like, I don't know. I, just, I don't see why. And then the other thing is, with this, this drops on the last week in September. Whereas, like, people were looking for this answer at E3. Yeah. Like, people were asking for this and in, you know, on mass at E3. Yeah. And so to kind of just drop this on, a, like, a, oh, it's just a random September day, you know, it's like, okay, it's you're obviously like kind of like trying to, trying to have it both ways where you're like, okay, people have been demanding this, we're giving it to you. Also, let's not you know let's not make this a big thing. Yeah. You know, we didn't announce this at the uh, the Sony whatever like no press conference whatever. It's just on the Sony blog one day. We just put this out. Well, it feels like it's pretty last second too. Cause like yeah, sure, it's timed to start with the beginning of season six, but they obviously didn't give Epic enough of a heads up yeah. because Epic is now like okay, well okay, well now we're working on letting you merge these two accounts now mm-hmm. that like there was one on this one system and one on the PlayStation system like yeah. When, they will keep like, all of your purchases. Like you just, you know, that to- seems like something that if they had given them a heads up, that would have dropped day and date with crossplay season six all at the same time. Yeah. It seems like, I don't know. Like the one thing, like I think with a couple things recently, like I, I really want Sony to be a little more transparent with their thought process mm-hmm. behind, like don't give us these stupid PR answers that we know are completely made up. <laughs> They're like, spun to, to all goodness, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, like, my goodness. This is a sham. Like, <laughs> saying, like, we don't allow crossplay because of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, like, the, what they try to say is, like, well, we're trying to protect our players. And it's like, okay, if you truly believe that, then you wouldn't even be doing it now. Yeah. If that was really the reason. Yeah. That was just – that's just a, a – a, 
an excuse. Well, and people called them on that at the time, yeah, which is sure. like, it's like it, the other side of this is like, that was the time to do it because it was not like that was a problem. Then it was a PR nightmare then. And it wasn't going away anytime soon until to the point where like today it's like, it kind of has died down. It's like people literally have just accepted that like, okay, well, Sony will never allow this. Yeah. And that's that. And then like, Maybe that's why, though. Maybe they saw a dip in like their Fortnite player base, and they're like comparing numbers to the other platforms. Going, why aren't there as many people playing on our platform Fortnite as as spending money and playing on the other platforms? And so then this is forces their hand. So yeah. it's it, it's it's a weird thing. I'm happy that it's happened. Yeah, like and ongoing. I'm like, hey, Brave New World, let's do this crossplay thing. Yeah. You know, it's like I want to see cross progression with Destiny. I own Destiny Two on PlayStation. Yeah. I own Destiny Two over on Xbox. I do not play on PlayStation because my progression is not over there. I would love to see if Bungie would implement that at some point in the future to have some sort of a cross progression between those two uh, yeah. platforms. Don't know if that'll ever happen. But whatever. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It doesn't serve anyone but the console. Uh, manufacturer to wall off content yeah. like that. That you know, this is the same game here as you're playing over there. Mm-hmm. These consoles are super comparable to each other. Yep. And this is a server side thing. Yeah. It wouldn't affect either one, you know? Um it it just doesn't. Like mm-hmm. it and you're and I think you're seeing things like that. Um uh I think it's interesting that the exclusivity window for um, Black Ops 4 on mm-hmm. PlayStation. Um, you know, back whenever it was on, uh, we were on Xbox playing, and there was exclusivity over there. I think it was like a month. Mm-hmm. And I think they continued that with Sony, but now it's like down to like a week. Mm. Like there's like a week of of exclusivity for new maps, and That's then they excellent. go to the other platform. That's excellent. And like I think you're seeing to start, start, start to see some of those walls come down. Well... And then, like, I remember whenever, you know, uh, was it Rise of the Tomb Raider was uh, exclusive for a year on Xbox. And, sure. like, in that contract, like, they couldn't talk about that it was it would eventually come to PlayStation that, or whatever. And that makes more sense. And people asked, like, I think in some interview with Phil Spencer after the fact, somebody asked him, like, why, why was that that happened? He's like, well, there's a lot of deals that are made at a long time in advance. Yeah. And then, like, the next year or something like that, somebody else had an exclusive with Sony. He's like, somebody asked him, well, why didn't you go for that exclusive? He's like, well, that's not the type of business I'm, you know, we're, we're doing now. Right. Like, we're not doing the pay-for-exclusive timed window stuff anymore. Right. Which and it's I, like, okay, that's which, great. Which I like. I, I, and then whenever it's a, a whole game, I understand that a little bit more. Um, like, that makes more sense. Especially, mm-hmm. like, you think about some of the indie games that have come out, like I just recently bought, like a, a Drift is on sale right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, you develop with one console or one thing in mind mm-hmm. and then you can port it over to the others later. Bastion's a good example. Like yeah. just a lot of indie games. So like timed exclusivity actually helps you out then, you know? Yeah. Um, I think like that's totally reasonable for an indie developer to help fund their game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like time, like things for Call of Duty, it's just, what? The Destiny, Destiny stuff that's still like Why? a year long. Yeah, that's, Man, that's so like a nightmare. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so if you guys want to play with your, uh, if you're a PlayStation gamer, want to play with your Xbox friends, do it. Just do it now with Fortnite. That's just the only game I'll do it, but do just it. do it. Nike. That was the swoosh sound. I don't know. Did I have a sound? I, no, I just made one. Okay. <laughs> Is that the news? That's the news.
All right, Chris. All right, John. I'm going to do this uh, with no articles pulled up. Whoa. So if you want to fact check me as we go. Okay. I'll, I will attempt. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that's the, that's, the, uh, that's the preface of just like, okay. I'm going to try to walk through this chronologically, but if we go off into a rabbit trail and dig in, I'm okay with that. So. Yep. Just, and we can kind of, but what I don't want to do is make this confusing for the listener to understand what happened. Yes. So we're going to make this as clear as we can. I also have uh, the GameSpot article pulled up where it says, Telltale Games, what happened? Here's a timeline of important events. That's good. Okay. See if I get these right. I don't know what specific days necessarily. I mean, they're going back really far too. FYI, to where, March where 2017. Start? I'm going to zip forward. March 2017. That was whenever they changed studio heads. Sure, yeah, you can start there. Actually, just read all this. All right. Uh, again, <laughs> this is a, a GameSpot article. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it's called Telltale Games, colon, what happened? Question mark. Here's a timeline of important events. Written by? Uh, written by Eddie McCook. All right, Eddie. Um, Eddie says, March 2017, Telltale CEO and founder Kevin Bruner announces he is leaving the company. It is later reported that Bruner was forced out as he clashed with the company's board of directors. Telltale's other co-founder, Don Connors, takes over as CEO. Let's pause there for a second. Mm -hmm. Multiple people have blamed the board of directors for the debacle that just transpired. Mm -hmm. September 2017, so later that year. Telltale also, pause for a second. Yes. I recently, just diving into like how boards of directors and companies worked, work, not specifically for this, but just in general. I recently um, found out that mm, a lot of companies have people on their board of directors. They don't, they're not employed. They're just like paid by the company to yeah. be on the board of directors mm -hmm. because they have business experience or some kind of like insight acumen into the field. or sometimes um, they are placed there because it will attract a specific investor yeah. to the company. Mm -hmm. It's like that seems real weird. Uh, the, uh, the, the good wife and a good, the, the good fight or whatever, like both of those like lawyer based kind of shows, they deal with a lot of like that kind of corporate intrigue where it's like, oh man, let's invite this person to be on the board of directors mm -hmm. and give them a position at our company. And they don't have an office here or let's, oh no, no, they have an office here. They're never in their office here, but it's in order to like attract like a certain, yeah. you know, investor mm -hmm. because they're like, oh no, he has an office here. Oh, he's that involved? Yes, he's that involved, you know? So, yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah, so September 2017. Mm -hmm. This is Telltale Hire's former Zynga executive, Pete Hawley, to become the company's next CEO. Um, and so before Zynga, Hawley was production lead at Fable Studio Lionhead, uh, working alongside P Peter Molyneux. Um, he's got a great resume, except for the fact that he... I think he was forced out of Zynga as well. So, but Zynga also, like, that doesn't seem... Zynga games, like, that's like a Facebook games. That's like a, yeah. you know... I guess I remember seeing Zynga for the first time back on MySpace or whatever. Um, and that company is not... It's not the same as Telltale Games. No. You know, it's not even the same as Lionhead, really. But, like, so the Lionhead experience is the experience where I'm like, okay, that's what, like... Sure, yeah. We're working gives with Peter me Molyneux. some hope. Yeah, sure. 
um, November 2017, yeah. one of Holly's first major moves as CEO is enacting a huge round of layoffs. What a jerk. In which the company cut 25% of its entire workforce, which amounted to around 90 people at the time. They la- the layoffs impacted all divisions at Telltale and were part of uh, Telltale's ambition to become more competitive as a developer and a publisher. Mm. The next month, December 2017, Telltale's uh, CEO Pete Holly talks to Gamesby about the layoffs and the future, and he rejects the idea that Telltale is in trouble, stating he feels the company is in really good shape. Quote, really good shape. That was that's his quote. You have, to, you have to say that publicly all the uh, time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that usually means that you're in really good shape, as if, you, if people have to ask you, hey, uh, how you doing? Are you in really good shape? Yeah, we're, we're really, really good shape. Uh, and back to the article. Uh, he's back to Eddie. <laughs> the, the, the layoffs were necessary to help Telltale succeed in the future, Holly said at the time. Uh, March 2018, a deeply... And let's pause there for a second. Yes. It is like sometimes, yes, yeah. in a business, it is necessary to lay off employees mm-hmm. in order to change direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it necessarily, but like, some, like if you've if you've blown yourself up to a point where you cannot, you're you are spending more than you're bringing in. Mm-hmm. The financial sensible thing to do is we have to get rid of some of these expenses. You just have to make sure you do it right. Right. Well, and then, and then also like in, in that, um, while obviously like layoffs are, are, are sad, heartbreaking all around. Like, you know, you would, in a lot of those cases, like there are severance packages, like there are yeah. things that like, it's like, okay, this is in our, you know, this is in your employment contract. If we lay you off, this has, you know, this, this happens. happens. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't lose some benefits for a certain period of time or like whatever. Like there's, there is, yeah. So you, a could, little bit you of, could do some layoffs and be like, hey, our future is pretty good. We're in really good shape now. Uh, flash forward to March 2018. So earlier this year, a deeply sourced report from The Verge alleges that Telltale operates under a culture of heavy expected crunch pushed by toxic management. Among the many shocking claims in the report <laughs> is that employees worked as many as 18 hours per day for weeks on end. And if you think about like the way that they put out their games, this is me talking. Oh, yeah. This is in the article. If you think about the way that they put out the episodic release of these games, yeah. like they wouldn't tell you when a game was going to be released no. until sometimes like a, an episode like the week before. Which to me means there should be no crunch. Yeah. Because as a consumer, I literally have no expectation for when this is coming out. Right. So put it out whenever it's ready. Yeah. So literally, just like, hey, have a healthy, have a healthy like workflow, yeah. and have a healthy like workload on everybody, and it comes out whenever it comes out at whatever yeah. pace it comes out. Exactly. Um, moving forward to September 20th, 2018. So that's, but I could also see in the episodic nature of it where you have, I mean, it's basically like, I mean, you think about something like, uh, Spider-Man, which I mean, sure. Big games, it probably had a crunch time, but it, you know, it, they probably crunched once Yeah, (laughs) for a long period of time, probably, but you know, not every what month. I mean, that's what they, an episode. yeah, that's whenever they do. So and basically, so, constant, so constant basically, crunch. yeah. And the amount of time that, you know, you would potentially crunch like once for a full game or whatever on these episodic things, you're like literally crunching for five games. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, these, each episode is almost a different game. And I think about the state that some of those games were released oh in. I'm thinking of particularly Batman season one, the final episode, like any the, of them, I, st- I stopped playing. Cause like the first like week that that thing was out before like a, a patch, like you couldn't complete the final boss without it like crashing or something like that. Like it was, it was, it was really bad. Every one of their games had, uh, issues. 
um, which was honestly like that was one of the things they touted whenever the new CEO came on board. They're like, okay, we're going to do some things to cancel some projects. Like we're only doing these projects that we've got planned forward. And then we're switching we're engines. The engine. yeah. yeah, we're going to switch to Unity, they were going to say. So yeah. it's like, oh, we're going to do a prepackaged engine like rather than our own proprietary engine yeah. because that'll allow things to move forward faster. And it's like, okay, I get that. You get the support from from Unity, uh, from the, the people who, who license Unity, yeah. and better news for everybody. Yeah. Um, September 20th, 2018, mm. according to Variety, Telltale Management informs its employees that its negotiations with media giant AMC for more funding were, quote, going well with the company, expected to complete the funding process in the coming weeks. This is what? So 20th? this was the 20th. Okay. And uh, there was also a reportedly a deal being negotiated with South Korean mobile giant uh, Smilegate for more funding. Um, let me scroll down a little bit past and add here so like this is this is where we get like where things are rapidly going to happen here within yeah. a, a a a moment in time let me see i can't see the rest of the article why can't i see the rest of the article smilegate and amc apparently both leave negotiations with telltale on thursday just hours before the eventful friday uh, the reports offered no explanation for why amc and smilegate left negotiations on the same day Variety previously reported that the movie studio Lionsgate also decided to pull out of the financial deal with Telltale. Um, they had a, a deal with them, and yeah. they said, hey, we're going to double down on our movies rather than our games uh, investments, and pulled out there. September 21st, 2018. According to reports, Telltale Games holds a meeting where it informs more than 200 developers that they were losing their jobs right then and there. According to Variety, employees were given paper paychecks for pay through the end of the day. And they reportedly were instructed to leave the building within 30 minutes. Employees were allowed back in for a period of three hours on the following Monday to collect their personal belongings. The affected staffers received no severance pay and their health care cover, uh, coverage reportedly extended only to the end of the month. Uh, management told employees. Which is like a week. Yeah, which is a week. Um, 10 days. Yeah, 10 days. Let's be fair. Let's be fair here. Yeah. 10 days. Uh, <laughs> management uh, actually when did this happen was uh, the, the 21st oh, yeah 10 days 10 days management told employees they should consider applying for unemployment benefits uh former telltale ceo kevin bruner writes a blog post on his personal website nine days hmm. personal website talking about how he clashed with telltale's board of directors about the future of the company he shares no more information about what he and the board disagreed over uh telltale's board of directors includes Lionsgate Lionsgate ceo john feltheimer former electronic arts ceo john richelletto and others i don't know why that's important in this article Okay. <laughs> Telltale's official statement explains that the company is undergoing a majority studio closure with around 25 people remaining on board to, quote, fulfill the company's obligations to its board and partners, end quote. CEO Pete Hawley, who joined Telltale in September 2017, says that it was a, quote, incredibly difficult year, end quote, filled with, quote, insurmountable challenges, end quote, for Telltale. He says he's proud of Telltale's efforts, but at the end of the day, its efforts, quote, did not translate to sales, end quote. Dan Connors, Telltale's co-founder, tells Variety that Telltale had, quote, no choice but to stop production, end quote, after it failed to close another round of financing to keep the company afloat. Uh, then there's a longer quote from him. It says, sadly... Everyone was so focused on doing what was required to keep the company going that when the last potential partner backed out, there were no other options, end quote, he said. 
September 24th, 2018. Let's go back. Let's pause for a second. Yeah. Where? Uh, what was the date? That yeah. whenever, whenever AMC and everybody backed out? So that was the 20th. It was the 20th. And the day before. day before. There okay. was just two people backed out. So AMC and uh, Lionsgate had backed out previously. Right, right. But Smilegate and AMC right. backed out like of that meeting the previous day. Okay. So keep going forward, right? All right. So we've got that so we jump. So then everyone was laid off on the 21st. Mm -hmm. That's Friday. And now where are we? September 24th. So a couple days later. Yeah. So uh, over the, obviously like the, the weekend happened. That's Monday. Monday's yeah. the 24th. Um, one former Telltale employee, Vernie Roberts Jr., files a class action lawsuit against Telltale for unpaid wages and benefits that he claims Telltale owes him and other affected staffers. Roberts Jr. claims Telltale violated California's uh, WARN Act, which states that employer must provide 60 days written notice about mass layoffs. There are some exceptions to the federal, federal WARN Act. Um, uh, attorney Richard uh, Hogg, who is n not working on the case, tells Games Daily that Telltale may be able to deem the situation and a, quote, unforeseeable business circumstance, end quote, uh, to remain in compliance with the Warren Act. However, the California version of the Warren Act, uh, unique to the state, does not include the unforeseeable business circumstance clause. Uh, later that day, so later Monday, Telltale Games announced this is that multiple, quote, multiple potential partners, end quote, expressed some level of interest in helping Telltale complete and release The Walking Dead the final season. The company shared no information about who these potential partners might be. Additional, uh, additionally, Telltale says it can make no promises about ever releasing episodes three and four, even if they are released. Telltale warns fans that they might only come out, quote, in some form. End quote. Also on September 24th, Netflix announced that it is evaluating its options to continue production of the Telltale's Stranger Things game with a different partner. Uh, the streaming giant also confirmed that it has plans to go ahead with releasing Minecraft Story Mode on Netflix as planned, which was uh, in what a lot of people have posited as, hey, that's what the 25 people are doing there. They're finishing right. the Netflix that's what, obligation. That's what uh, Telltale has said. On September 25th, Telltale, uh, The Walking Dead, the final season's second episode launches as planned, but it's not the only major development this day. The game's $20 season pass, which provides X access to episodes one through four, was removed from sale at all digital storefronts, including PS4, P Xbox One, and PC. A statement from Telltale says the company is pausing sales until further notice. So that is where we're at. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot to go over there. Um, I think, you know, like immediate, like, the immediate issue is, okay, why did this happen so suddenly and why were there no warning signs and why was this not communicated to employees and, um, even put out there as a thing, you know, mm -hmm. like there are people coming to the table now to say, Hey, we'll help you finish the walking dead or whatever. Yeah. But like if you had, had um, projected this before, maybe you wouldn't be in this point. Right. You know, if you've been like, Hey, we're in, we're in trouble here. And I know it's, 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 it's a, it was, pro who knows how unexpected, but it's a huge deal to lose two huge investors in your business. But I mean, if the, if the business hinges on two 
individual investors, like, wouldn't you think like at that point you're going, Hey, any investors, like, let's get something going here. Like, yeah. cause again, people have come forward after the fact saying, Hey, this product is worth us putting money into and investing in. So like Possibly, I guarantee it, they would have it, it jumped at the depends, opportunity. It depends on what you're telling your investors. And like, maybe this is why they backed out. Maybe, you know, like maybe they found out how, how uh, dire of a situation that Telltale was in. They're like, Hey, we're not, we're not okay with this. We're not going to invest in this. Mm. We don't want to be on the hook for this. It doesn't seem like you're making money off these games. From what from his comment, it doesn't seem like you're making money off these games. If we invest into your business, it doesn't seem like we're going to make our money back. This is a bad financial decision for us. Why would we do this? Yeah. You know? And there's the side where it's like, okay, well, if they were just trying to play it cool and say everything was fine and attract investors... I mean that's how you attract investors unless you know like you're you're like even in the situation where you say hey we're in trouble you'd probably get people who would say well drop everything and do the thing that everyone's excited about the walking dead and then that's you know and then move on I, it sounds almost like it's a situation where they they blew up too fast and did all these things that like yeah. you think of all the games they've put out over the past few years like mm-hmm. game of thrones it didn't do super well mm-hmm. uh, guardians of the galaxy didn't perform super well um the ones that were critically received, Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, Batman was middle of the road. Like even like you and I enjoyed it, but it's like yeah. uh, that wasn't critically acclaimed by any uh, means. Ta- Tales from the Borderlands was though. Tales from yeah. the Borderlands, yeah. Tales from the Borderlands was. But you think about when those happened, that was like Walking Dead season one, mm-hmm. Wolf Among Us, Tales from Borderlands, and then everything else came like after that. Mm-hmm. Since then, they have n- they haven't really had a blockbuster hit, mm-hmm. um, and. I don't know the sales for for Walking Dead season two, but I mean, or in three, those those may have been fine. I don't know. Um, you got this huge workforce, and there was one article I was reading that, like, with the Warren Act, one of the either the federal or the or the state, it did one of the exemptions was if you you wouldn't have to let them know if you are trying to court let employees know if you're trying to court a, a investor into your business. If you were trying to do that at the same time, you don't want to be bleeding employees out the back. Mm-hmm. The thing that, like, I think is irresponsible, even if you're not like communicating to your employees necessarily that things are happening, stop hiring people. Mm-hmm. Like, there are reports of people who literally got jobs and moved across the country to work for Telltale, like, in the weeks man. leading up to this. And it's like, man. You, you just uprooted someone's family yeah. and moved them across the country. Yeah. Like, and then you're on your dime. Yeah. You're paying for it. And now they're stuck there mm-hmm. with no health care, no job, mm-hmm. no way to make ends meet. Yeah. Well, I also think, like, I think about, like, if this was going to happen. Like, so companies close, right? Yeah. Things happen. Yeah. But this should have happened probably. A month ago. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like because because like to have the money to pay for the severance packages, to pay for the healthcare for a, a reasonable amount of time, like to literally take care of the people who've been taking care of the company. Yeah. Like this should have happened well, like, a month ago, and been like, okay, well, we have a, at least have some sort of a runway. Yeah. You know? and, and and like I think where you know you know it's kind of like what I've seen. Is some people saying, okay, well, these people, you know, this lawsuit, if even if they win the lawsuit and say, hey, they broke labor laws, how are they ever going to get paid their severance and what they're asking for? Yeah. The answer to me is Telltale has intellectual rights, possibly, to 
parts of these games? I don't think they have any. Like, so they have the licenses. They have right? licenses. So they have like the right to put out games they with like the Stranger Things game, or the uh, and the AMC like you know oh here's the Walking Dead games and like here's the so like they have the rights to put they out don't have those any games IP to sell, but they don't own any IP. Right. And then it comes down. Well, maybe okay. What would they have to sell? Maybe the game engine. Or, I mean, but who's gonna buy that thing? Like, I know it was a piece of supposedly trash. in the early games. So, like Jurassic Park, like they had a Jurassic Park game. They yeah. had like a Back to the Future. Supposedly in those games, the character didn't move through the world. The mo- world moved around the character. Right, right. Uh, and so it's like, <laughs> what? Maybe from just future sales of the games, like that. You know, uh, you know, just trying to like think yeah. through, like, okay, what in the world? What assets can they seize and liquidate in order to pay people? Like that win this lawsuit. I don't know. It, it makes me question the entire business model that they are based off of. Let's do licensed games only. Mm-hmm. And we are not making enough money from those games to keep ourselves open, but we're mm-hmm. relying on funding from these other entertainment companies. That, that's crazy. Well, I mean, you also think about like if they're, if they're getting, um, and I'm not saying I don't understand the model that happens in Silicon Valley. Like yeah. they're, they're right there in, you know, San Francisco. They're, yeah. they're, among company, like you go through rounds of VC funding, and mm-hmm. like you don't make profit for years, so that you can yeah. sell your product or your your company later for like their valuation right. of it. I understand that. That's mm-hmm. not this situation. No, that's though. not this, this situation. This is a studio yeah. that needs to make money off the games that they make. So, for instance, like to compare this to something else in the industry, and like how unprecedented this is. Like literally within the same like weekend, um, Capcom closed yeah. a studio yeah. up in Canada. Yeah, and like there were no reports of like this being bad. In fact, like people come out afterwards and be like, yeah, no, we we knew that well, that was going to happen. Like we knew that that was a possibility because they communicated, hey, you know, we can't had a game cancel. Like all this, so we kind of knew that this was this was on the horizon that these mass layoffs were you know potentially a studio closure would maybe happen we also got severance packages we also have health insurance still, yeah you know for a reasonable amount of time and so it's like this isn't a normal thing in the yeah. industry well yeah that it's 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 just i think it's a it's a normal thing to for rounds of layoffs after games right but i think number one those are probably expected and this is like you kind of like yeah well, i could get laid off and they're mostly know? i would imagine like kind of temporary jobs like contractors anyway possibly um that, you know, I think it happens, and I and I and I like it's it's one of those things like we're not here to solve the 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 problems no. of the entire you know video game industry, um, but you can definitely do it a right way, mm-hmm. and this was not the right way. No. You know, like you you ran your company dry until you had no more money to pay anyone mm-hmm. beyond that day. Mm-hmm. Couldn't pay for healthcare beyond the end of the the month. Nine days. Nine days. And that's it. Yep. And it's, it's like, okay, well, even if someone – I think the the tweet or the statement that I saw from Telltale, like uh, the most recent one about The Walking Dead was something like, we are working with multiple partners to give deliver them the assets so they can finish the game. Like Telltale's not going to finish this game. It's it's only if someone comes alongside and Telltale like, doesn't even exist anymore, honestly. You know? No, it doesn't. I mean, in twenty five, it does, but just it like, does, but it's barely there. You know, um, it's like it's it's like Voldemort after you know he he uh, casts the spell on Harry and turns into this like vapor ghost or whatever, and yeah. has to live off of other things. Yeah, basically, just out. And, yeah, dude, that's so ah, man. It, it blows my mind. Because like this is the middle of a game. Like they haven't like obviously whenever you buy a season pass for for yeah, these games. Yeah, that's the other side of it from the consumer's perspective. Like you have a season pass, you buy it. It says in there, "Hey, we may not deliver this content." 
in their like thing. And it's like, well, they didn't. This is the first time I can think of that they like somebody you bought a season pass for something and it's like, well, we, it's just over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the risky run and buying season passes of things. Or even that's the risky run if you actually like pay money to pre order a game. What if yeah. it doesn't come out? What if something crazy happens and the studio goes under? Then mm-hmm. you're just like, I mean, well, I think people forget there are consumer protections in place, but like being a consumer is not without its risks mm-hmm. you know you buy uh hey i'm gonna go down the road and buy sushi mm-hmm. and maybe i get food poisoning because it was left out yeah or something but that's on me <laughs> you know like yeah. i took that risk yeah so buying a season pass that may not come out it's kind of on you yeah i mean i'm not saying that you shouldn't but mm. like i normally don't I have bought the season pass for for uh, I think uh, Batman season one like that was uh, and so like if this had happened like a year ago or whatever like I or two years ago whenever that was yeah um this would have been me you know yeah. it's like yeah. oh man you're just well, I mean, I, I, I've, I've, I've bought season oh, sorry I I I kind of misstated that I've bought like um, DLC like mm-hmm. I guess you would call them season passes yeah. before it was like hey here's all the DLC packed together. Um, it's going to release later, but I understand like if this comes out or, or even if it comes out, it's not like what I want. Mm-hmm. Still, it's a risk, you know? Yeah. It's on me. Yeah. So there's the consumer side of it, but it's like, and I think from the, like we talked about, you know, video games as art earlier, that's the part that, that really sucks is like that story was a really cool, is a really cool story. Like that was the one, like, man, the ending of, of uh episode or sorry. uh Yeah. Episode five of, season one of the walking dead like wrecked me like and i've talked about it on the podcast before i i cried number one it's probably probably one of the first times i ever cried at the video game and then i literally like got up and like i just like stood around thinking for like an hour mm-hmm. i remember Didi came home from work and she's like what are you doing and i'm like i'm just thinking <laughs> yeah it's, it, 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 I've never experienced something like that since, even mm-hmm. like with a video game. I mean, there's other video games that have made me feel things. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but yeah. you know, like, but like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, for, as a as an art piece, it kind of sucks that we're not getting the end of it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and then you know, it's just like this is just a weird situation. It's so unprecedented in in this industry. You know, and and the fact that it's like the product is partially out, and then it's oh no, we're just done. We're not finishing yeah. the product, and then there it is. Right. Um. And so I don't know, man. It's it's a uh, it's sad. It's it sucks, and it's like to be one of those two hundred people like would be a nightmare. Oh yeah. You know, living in in one of the most expensive cities and on you know on the planet or whatever, and it's like oh my gosh. Yeah. This is a nightmare. Yeah. To have nine days of healthcare. Oh, man, that's a nightmare. To have one day of pay. One day of pay. They gave you a paper check. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's yeah. a nightmare. To not even be able to take your stuff out of the uh, out of the office until, like, the following Monday. Yeah. I mean, so I think the statistic is, like, 78% of people live paycheck to paycheck. That means that out of 200 people, there'd be 100 and almost 160, probably, like, 150 people. Um, that is a nightmare. Like they literally have no plan or not, not like they like. What do they do? What do you do? And like and and to look at it and and look at the situation and be like, okay, the board of directors, like whatever decisions you made that led you to this point, like 
those were the wrong ones. Yeah. You know, those were whatever you did to get to here and like whatever rationale, whatever reasoning that you had to like get to this point. Yeah. That was, that was a bad call, you know? Yeah. It's like, Ooh, I don't don't know, know, man. It's a bummer situation, um, on multiple sides of it. Yeah. Um, I I do like, I think it's kind of cool how the, like the industry has come around them. Like there's, um, there was, uh, a hashtag, uh, Telltale Jobs, I think, yeah. um, for like people who are like, hey, we have, we're looking for an environmental designer, or we're looking for um, this kind of artist, or whatever. Like just posting things, like, like apply if you're, you know, here there was a there was a couple of companies that did some job fairs and like a yep. get together, you know, like to talk about their um, open positions. I'm basically like, industry wide. Like this is not just like one company. Like I saw everybody, you know, mm-hmm. on all sides of it, and like, like I think. That's really cool to see the industry do that. Yeah. And but like again, that shouldn't be necessary. No. It shouldn't fall on like the entire industry to take care of, you know, to right. to, to attempt to take care of 200 people, yeah. you know, because like their company should have done that. Right. Like, people, like that they were making content for and like it's like they they should have taken care of them. Yeah, and I think like this is like to correct this from happening again, like number 1 um there like there are, you know, like there's a a movement in the games industry to um, unionize, and that may be necessary. Like I th- historically, like um, unions have been necessary whenever employee abuse has become rampant. That's mm-hmm. the or- origin of of unions. Mm-hmm. Um, and historically, like they have both. There have been instances where they both protected employees, and then there's been instances and are instances when they uh, they actually hurt mm-hmm. employees and so like there's arguments for and against them um but like what if you look at the whole you know it's just it, yeah i think number one i think it should always be up to um the people in that industry of course like to unionize or not and if it's not a majority decision to mm-hmm. then don't yeah and the thing that I think like should also be available when it is in some unions and isn't in some is like the ability to de-unionize whenever necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times that's not even like a part of the, the, uh, the mechanics of the way the union works. Mm-hmm. Um, but once the, like the idea is that once the, the problem is solved, well then you de-unionize. Yeah, you once the protections are in place, yeah, the union is no longer necessary yeah. at that point. Um, but I also think that there also probably needs to be like, better laws in place like even apart from like whether they unionize or not yeah there there should be like better laws in place to uh protect workers from um it, it's almost i know like you you hate to like assign uh negative intent but it's like what was your what did you think was gonna happen? what was the yeah what was the positive like yeah. what was like what Eventually, this was going to happen. Like somebody's going to turn you down eventually. Whenever that happens, like what? What, what was your plan? Yeah, I don't know. Like and maybe it's just like, well, you need to be more open with your employees as to what's happening, yeah. so then the employee can make an informed decision: Do I stay employed here or do I look for something else? Yeah. Maybe you still get to this point, but at least your employees know: Hey, we don't have any funding. We are looking for deals for this, this, and this, but if it might fall through, like where this isn't guaranteed, mm-hmm. you're not guaranteed a job when, you know, like I, we were talking to him this, you know, next month. And if it doesn't go well, 
then we're closed. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe it's you know one of those things where like you have to be transparent with your employee. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And yeah. and again, I'm not you know here to solve that. But like I think there needs to be both. There, yeah. you know, everyone in the video game industry needs to like look at should we unionize mm-hmm. and look at it seriously because. Sure, this may not have affected you, and maybe the next studio closure doesn't affect you, and maybe the next one doesn't, but the mm-hmm. next one might. Yeah, you know. Well, you also think about like the idea of this like crunch time, like and like the the eighteen hour days for yeah. mul- for seven days a week, yep. leading up to the release of different episodes of these yep. things, and they're doing this all with literally like a month left. Yeah, and that's know? where you get into like what I just said: the purpose of unions is to protect employees from rampant abuse mm-hmm. by the employers, and if that like that is a common thing in the industry, and Again, it's up to the worker. Do you want to put up with it or not? Mm-hmm. You know, is this something that you are going to tolerate or not? It is your choice to work in that industry, and um, and it's also like it, it, at the same time, like it's like okay, well, if that's not if 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 you're hey, I don't want to work the the eighteen hour eighteen hour days leading up to the the crunch or whatever. It's like if that as a industry, the the workers of that industry say, hey, we don't want to do that anymore. I don't think, you know, then, then they unionize and they go, hey, that's in the, the contract. Yeah. Like, we can't do that anymore. Or we get paid I mean, substantially more for that time. I, yeah, I mean, and like, I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see, like, uh, if you remember a few years back, when we talked about it on the podcast, there was a strike by the voice, voice actors union yep. um, to get, um, number one, be able to get royalties off the games mm-hmm. that they provide what their voices for and act in, Mm -hmm. but also like basic things. I think this was actually recently basic things like, uh, I want to know what part I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, auditioning for before I, is this a call of duty Yep. or is this, you know, a, um, fire watch, (laughs) you know, like, is this something that's going to like stunt pay is also what they were asking for. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, if I have to yell, if I have to yell and scream like frag grenade, you know, all day long for, you know, whatever those are like, yeah. It's like, oh man, I'm gonna have to like, I'm I'm not gonna be able to work for a couple of days after. I should get paid stunt pay for this, right. you know. So like, but at the time we had the discussion about that, like that idea of like renegotiating these things and be like, and and I think the commentary around the same time was like, well, the developers of these games don't necessarily get royalties, right? And they're you know they're coding the actual gameplay of the game, and yeah. and rather than just being a voice on it and like that sort of thing, it's like, okay, these people are making the game that your voice is on, yeah. and even at the time, I think a lot of the 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 people who were in the voice actors union were like, hey. This also opens the door, like, you guys can unionize, too. Like, you guys yeah. can renegotiate for some of this stuff, too, if you want. Well, I mean, I don't think the voice actors would have necessarily unionized if they weren't considered actors. Like, mm-hmm. they're basically part of, like, the... the WGA. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, like, ever you know, the, uh, um, the, the same thing that Hollywood actors are part of. Right. And so I, I could totally see a situation within the next couple of years where, like, there's some kind of, like, industry-wide developer designer artist strike yep. in the video game industry in order to uh correct some of these things yeah you know constant constant crush crunch i mean we've all worked extra hours at a job yeah or worked extra hard delivering something against a hard deadline mm-hmm. or you know whatever but like constant crunch is like unnecessary yep. like you should plan better and if like, you're if you're yeah. constantly crunching you are doing something wrong mm-hmm. you know uh, and in any industry yeah so um yeah. Yeah. Phil, you know, like, it's like there's no way to end this. There's no happy note. Yeah. There's no way to like, well, everything's going to be okay. Like, well, you know, like maybe, well, I mean, it'll, video games, be, folks. Exactly. It'll be interesting <laughs> to enjoy them. You know, it'll be interesting to see 
I think number one, uh, as a consumer, it's important to be aware that your game didn't just like come out of nowhere yeah. and and uh, apparate. Yep. You know, into existence. <laughs> More Harry Potter, bro. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Um, <laughs> there are real people and real lives behind it, and so yeah. appreciate it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, with the hard work that's been put into it, and then be aware of the the things that happen in the industry so that as a consumer you are informed whenever you like hey well this company treats its employees like crap mm-hmm. well let's not support that company yeah. yeah let's support the companies that do yeah you know um i don't know like that's the only really w- real way like i'm as a, a I'm consumer a, that's the only thing that's, yeah, that's the, only the only power, power we have, have is yeah, to, you, whether to buy this or not you vote with your wallet you yeah. know and like you know I don't, I'm not like, I'm not ever really a fan of like large scale boycotts unless, you know, like people are literally dying or something like that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but if that's what you feel led to do, then do that. But, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to buy from a company that like mistreats its employees. Like if Telltale came back and all of a sudden, Hey, we're making games again. I was like, well, I'm going to really think seriously about Mm -hmm. buying your games. Yeah. Cause you like, unless you've really changed. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like obviously, and who's going to work for him at that point? Oh man, dude! Like, I mean, <laughs> I can't believe there's 25 people still oh, working for him. Dude, can you imagine being one of those 25? Where literally you're like, oh, no, I, I'm literally just here for the paycheck. Yes. I'm here for the healthcare, well, and I'm looking for another yes. job right now. All 25 of those people are currently looking for jobs, and they probably like Telltale probably has another good like week out of them. Yeah. Before they probably find something and quit. I mean, you know? it's it's just like that would be. <sighs> yeah, I mean, yeah, at that point, why would you stay in that position? <sighs> <laughs> the only reason the literally the only reason would be if like oh, yeah. i can't find anything else at the time yeah. so yeah dude and i like and every single day I, like you know that place has got to be a ghost town yeah i mean 200 people disappearing out of a workspace is <laughs> not nothing but all of their stuff was there over the weekend that's true yeah so at least <laughs> it didn't feel like a wasteland there, there was oh, a report man. that like Telltale was going to like sponsor a job fair or something like that. I know the um, CEO uh, had had like tweeted out or something like that. If anyone wants uh, wants me to write them a LinkedIn profile, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like recommendation, I'll do that. And I'm like, yeah, sweet, awesome. Yeah, you mean the guy who drove the company into the ground? He's going <laughs> to yeah. recommend me. Yep, that sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, I man. want the Winklevoss twins to give <laughs> me a give me a recommendation. I think they'll help a lot. Oh man! Well, <laughs> so uh, that's the that's the news for this week. <laughs> that's the that's the topic. That's that the main is, one. That's the one. Yeah. Topic how do, how over. Do we, how do we rate this? Uh, uh, this on the stand target scale, the studio closer. I rate it a zero. I rate it below a zero. Yeah. Like, yes. can we can we extend the scale into the negatives? Yeah, it's a negative ten point. out of ten. Yeah, like let's just go down that way. Man. Yeah. All right, well, next week we're going to review Venom. Boom. Josh Hancock's going to be on the show. Awesome. Uh, he and I are going to go see Venom. Love it. Uh, it's going to be an early recording time, which is Ooh. awesome because we're Ooh. seeing the movie at 5 p.m. What? Yeah. That's it's, great. It's a 5 p.m. IMAX showing in uh, Franklin. So. Yeah, the like listeners probably don't – like. I mean, like it, we've, we celebrate whenever it's oh, like yeah. – if it's 6 p.m. or a, yeah. like before, it's like, well, this, oh, my goodness, this, this is, is a good time. It means that you're going to have a better discussion than you would otherwise. That's right. So it, it helps – It. It benefits everyone. It totally does. Otherwise, I can't. Like, do you remember the first review that we did on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, was I think was it Wolverine? It was, it, it was was it Wolverine or was it like it was the one? It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, 
It was called The Wolverine or yes. something like that, right? Yes. And it was the one that was like in in uh, Hong Kong. Uh, or there was a, it was a, th- that's where you ended up. That was the final act of the movie, okay. which is where it really like jumped the shark or whatever. But and they took took his adamantium out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bone claws. That was with uh, Jay Pinions, Pinions mm-hmm. Jared Walker. At your what house. Ep- yeah, what episode? It was at my house. I don't know why we did that. And then uh, what episode was that? Do you I know? Mean, it was like 15 or something crazy like that. Like it was very low. We, did we go to a midnight showing? Oh, yeah. Midnight showing. That's one of the last midnight showings I've ever been to, man. I think, I think yeah, oh, yeah. Well, so we did that. Well, because we normally review these things. Yeah. Um, anything we'd be going to see at midnight. Yeah. And theaters got smart and started offering like 7 p.m. showing yeah, even star wars i feel like we saw the second showing we saw that at 10 and it's like oh that's it that's a little bit better than yeah. midnight we ended that and it was like 3 30 in the morning yeah and it was the worst yeah like, we were all so tired and i remember just like like i had to drive home and edit the podcast and like put it up too oh my so gosh, it's so like so oh my stupid. gosh good night did we, did we really put it up that week yeah. that night yeah that night oh my otherwise God. there was no um, reason to record it you know <sighs> For the like at the time, like yeah. probably ten listeners we had. But dude, I mean, it's it. You know, that's that's the way it goes. It's like dedication. that's how you that's how you do it. Yep, that's you just gotta you gotta do it. You do what's right. You gotta do it even f- when it's hard. Yeah, you, for however many people are there, you just like rock it, I'm and then eventually more people will show up. They're like, hey, what's going on over here? Speaking of, it was, it's, okay, I t- I take that back. It's not the first. Oh. It's not the first review we <laughs> like did. That's been just the first, like the only brutal review that we, we did. We did Man of Steel. Okay. Um, that one wouldn't have been a midnight showing. And then the Wolverine. How did you get the the number right? It was episode fifteen. I knew it. I feel like I've looked this up before. Like I feel like I've uh, I've wondered what let's, episode let's that was. Let's talk through as we approach three hundred. Okay. Let's talk Which, through the first fifteen episodes of Stay on Target. Now. Hmm. Yep. I like it. Uh, episode one, we talked. It was just a welcome. Yeah, so, it was literally. I think it was literally like. Seconds. Yeah, it was. It, we, it was heavily edited uh, the first few episodes. Oh uh, yeah, because our idea was we would stay on target, stay on like and just one like, topic, rapid fire for like five minutes. Yeah, tops. Um, we, t- yeah, th- that's why we divided the new fifty-two uh-huh. review up into three episodes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think <laughs> so, around that time I realized that the editing was taking longer than it took to record it. It was. Uh, episode two, DC New Fifty Two Part One. Yep. Uh, D- uh, episode three, DC's New Fifty Two Part Two. Okay. Uh, the first one, I don't remember what we it just says. We uh, talked about New Fifty Two mm-hmm. uh, Part Two. We talked about Batman and the Bat Comics. Yeah, and uh, that's right. They had a lot of Bat DC's Comics. I think half the I think half the New Fifty Two was like Bat Comics. Part Three, we just we oh, it says we finished up our coverage of the New Fifty Two. <laughs> oh, nice. Cool. Uh, episode five, unbelievably, the uh, Xbox One reveal pretty cool love it yep. dude that we started that this podcast the right time. oh yeah uh episode six then we just decided to talk about all the next generation of consoles uh talking about the xbox one ps4 and wii u oh the wii u eh yep that old next episode gen s- console episode seven we uh covered some graphic novel. i remember doing this one Gra- yeah. graphic novels you should read talk yeah. about cowboy rust and cardboard i love it by uh you totally should read all of those yeah you still should read all all of them. three of those are really good they're on my shelf over it still there. bones me out the Car- cowboy 2 never came out i know um Arcade got bought and i'm not sure where it's at i know there, i know it existed at some point like yep. i talked to uh, chris eliopoulos one time and he was like he was like yeah he's like, it exists uh episode eight we talked about e3 2013 microsoft sony ea ubisoft all had press conferences yeah uh episode nine man of steel review oh so we like we were all, we've been reviewing DC movies since the beginning of yeah. this you know current 
it was iteration. Yeah, that's why I say we need to at some point go through and rate them all, like rank them. Wait, oh, rank on a them. list. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Have we reviewed it? We've reviewed all of them, right? Uh, yes. We didn't skip any. I don't think we skipped any. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we <laughs> I, we reviewed Batman versus Superman, man. Yeah. Um, we may uh, have uh, overrated all of them, though, except for Man of Steel. <laughs> In my mind, like I possibly, may, I may have like been putting them uh, about a point higher than they should have been, I need except to go back for and Man of Steel. Them. Yeah, I still, re- I mean, and this is like it, this is where it gets really subjective, but like yeah. I still really enjoyed, even though it was a mess, uh, Batman vs Superman. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Justice I think League, been, I think Justice we, League, we properly reviewed, uh, pro- and and Suicide Squad properly reviewed. Yeah. I think I think we've been pretty fair. Okay, so we've okay. only had those, probably like uh, the where people are going to take issue with me specifically Batman. is with Batman versus. There Superman. is a uh, an undercurrent of followers that love like Batman versus Superman. Like there's I people like out there lot. in this world that will like you know yeah. that's that, that is their like hill that they will die on. There's also people out there who like uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, episode ten, Armor. Krog. I'm mediocre on both, man. <laughs> Armor Krog Kickstarter. <laughs> Uh, we did an interview with Doug Tenaple and Mike Dietz and Edge Schofield from uh, Pencil Test. Super nice. It's pretty awesome. Um, episode 11, we reviewed the series premiere of Under the Dome, a television series Dude. that started strong, but quickly plummeted back to Earth. Forgot we did that. That's super, that's way earlier than I would have placed that. Like, if you would have been like, hey, yeah. when did we talk about that? I would have been like, in the 30s somewhere? We should, no, like, 12. You know what would be fun? I mean, we're not going to be able to do it now, but like to like just put all the topics and like put them in, put them in order that we did them. Yeah. See if, how close we get. Uh, episode 12, we did a 4th of July special. I think I just like wrote some random monologue. Yep. You monologued for sure. Yeah. Everyone should go listen to that monologue. Yeah, it's not like the vil- villainous monologue. Like oh, you yeah, know, yeah, it's, no. it's it's like a patriotic. It's a fun, it's a good monologue. I have to listen. To, I don't that's even remember. That's good. I think if we put patriotic music behind it, we should do more special episodes. We haven't done an on location episode in a while. We really haven't, and that bums me out. It we does, didn't do one this summer. Too. We've done one every summer except for this summer. Now it's autumn, Chris. I know. Maybe we, we missed should, it. Maybe. But then again, I think about this. I, it, it, you can be bummed. You yeah. Can be bummed, or you can think of it as like. Ten years from now, it'll be like, what was the one summer that we didn't right, do? Exactly. Like it just becomes yeah, yeah. a statistic, like a fun fact, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, what's my favorite one? You ask. <laughs> that sure. We did a location. Yeah. I think my favorite one was whenever we uh, played Pokemon Go uh-huh, in Centennial yes. Park here And in that town. random guy was like across from us and he was like, hey, how's yeah. it going? And like well, while we were recording. Yeah. And he was like, wait, are you guys recording something? Do you guys have microphones? <laughs> we have, like, we have, like, we have like, giant microphones the size of volleyballs in front of our face. <laughs> what do you think is happening? It was hilarious. Granted, it was getting dark. It wasn't dark if yet. You're, if you're a fan of the podcast now and you're listening, I apologize. Dark. I love it. But that was hilarious. I love it. I it was, was getting dark. You're it was right. Getting dark. We st- but we had a recorder there with like XLR cables running into it. I don't it. know, man. Like it, he was also in the Pokemon Go. Like whenever you're in the AR world, like maybe he wasn't like paying as much yeah, attention. Yeah, that's true, know, that's just, true. That's true. That's true. He could have been fair. catching a Pokemon it's at fair. the time. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Uh, episode thirteen, Black Ops Two, Vengeance DLC. Man, that was black in the Black Ops Two era. Was Ike on that episode? I think he was. Mm. I think you're right. Yeah, our resident Black Ops zombies expert, Ike, joins us for this action-packed episode. I love that episode because it came out on a Tuesday. We recorded on a Thursday, and for the Tuesday night, Wednesday night, 
literally uh, oh like, that's all I, we did that's all we played like it was just like oh this and is dude, a dedicated like three days of just playing that game so to to review it you know at the time i worked with ike and then uh you know this was when was this this was in 2013 so sometime this summer i left um and uh actually a month after this i left the current job, job. where i worked with ike and moved to the new job who did i uh Help bring over. I mean, yeah, he works. Ike, he works with me again now because again he's now. awesome. Yeah. And he showed up to the uh, this uh, podcast recording like with literal like printouts, printouts like mounds of paperwork. Yep. He'd done like so much research. He was and, so into it. Oh yeah, I it love was it. Amazing, love it. I want to have him on again now. I like, and I, I want him to research something else if, for me. Yeah, if he doesn't come with like a folder full of like papers and printouts, like I'll be disappointed. Yeah, I'll definitely. be bummed. He was also on the hundredth episode. That's right. Uh, Didn't bring as many printouts that time. No, I brought a lot of printouts that time. <laughs> yeah. um, episode 14, speaking of Telltale, uh, The mm-hmm. Walking Dead 400 Days Review. That yeah. was the like standalone episode that came out between season one and season two of The Walking Dead. And then episode 15, of course, The Wolverine Review. <laughs> Actually, who did we review 400 Days with? Maybe it was just me talking about it. Is either you talking about, or we had uh, we had Derek play uh, on the podcast yeah. a few times. I feel like I, maybe that was one of the times where he like called in. Yeah, we haven't had him on. We, we, we didn't have him either. on. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the first. 50. Maybe we'll just walk through all the episodes like this. <laughs> like, let's just make an entire episode where we walk through. No, every not, episode. no not, not the. That's that's boring. But like maybe every every episode we just talk through. I like it. So next week we'll uh, we'll start with episode sixteen. What do you think it is? Oh, man, that's a good question. I'm going to tease it and say it's another big industry issue. Ooh. I don't think microtransactions was a big thing at the time. No. I don't remember. We'll we'll tease that for next week. All right. Everyone else is literally going to just scroll down and look at it. That's great. Listen to it. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was a good episode. I'll tell you what it is as soon as we get off the air. Or do you want me to wait until next week? No, wait until next week. Holy moly. That would just burn in my brain. It might burn in my brain. <laughs> I can also look. Like, That's true. Yeah, you, also... have, you have the ability to just like see what it is. Uh, actually, it. Think about it for a week. Okay. And see if you can remember. That's right. And come to me with your answer next week. All right. Will do. I like this. This is a fun game. This is a fun game. I like it. Yeah. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. You can find us online at sandtargetpodcast.com. I was ready. I was ready I for the interview, man. I was ready for it. <laughs> On Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at SandTargetPod. So I have a, I have a, it's not a resolution. I have just have a goal of being more active on social media this fall. Okay. I mean, it's Wrighttober. That's Wrighttober. As of this weekend. That's right. So I would love to post something every day in Wrighttober. Okay. 31 days, man. I've literally, like, I've, I'm not saying, like, I should be all over social media. I'm just, like, not active at all. And I'm, like, I, I, like, so I I was looking back through, like, my um, Instagram, and I was uh, looking at, like, 2014 and 13. I'm, like, oh, man, I remember that and that and that. And then I look at, like, uh, the last, like, year and a half, and I'm, like, man, none of the, like, important things that I think of Mm -hmm. in my life are represented here. And that kind of sucks to me in terms of me keeping track of, like, 
what are the cool things that I did in my life or yeah. the things that I thought were important to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not like social media, like I needed like people to like it, but I kind of just want it as a record for myself. Yeah. It's almost like this That's is my version does. of a diary. It's like, yeah. I've thought about doing that too, but it's like, I don't know. It's just like, I, yeah. I, I also have talked about where as soon as I subscribed to, uh, to iCloud photo, yeah. I totally like stopped like posting as much because I could just go through my iCloud photo and look at like these different events and yeah. batches it in, in cool ways. True. So. I don't know. I, I just like, I like the, and I like the conversations that you can have on social media. Like, I'm um, just being able to like talk about different things, you know, like uh, one friend of mine um, went to uh, San Francisco recently or not, not San Francisco, sorry, Philadelphia and went to the same like indoor market that um, I went to whenever I was there uh, earlier this summer. And I was like, Hey man, I love that place. That was awesome. I got this, um, uh, it was a turkey uh, cheesesteak, tur- turkey steak. It was amazing. But like, and that was cool just to, like have that conversation like, oh, with my friend, I never would have known he'd gone to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And it was in the same spot. Yeah. Except for on social media. It's so, awesome. I mean, there's a definitely cons. Yeah. I, anyway, that's my goal. Yeah. I like state it. that publicly. So, so everyone should follow you so that they can, can get these updates. Everyone follow me and hold me accountable. I'll be like, yo. Where's say your, something today. Where's your post for today? Say something. Say something. If you see something, say something. I was going to say, say something. I'm giving up on you. That's Loose lips sink ships. I mean, that, that, that we're just going down like weird, weird places. I was trying to think of another like World War II era slogan. I can't really. I don't remember. That's it for this week. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.